0: Thank you for tuning into the Livestream Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Pastor Anul Kudian. Praise the Lord. Good morning. It's wonderful to be here this morning. Respected um, pastor, his family. Uh, my dear uh, close friend, John Lee Thomas, and who has become instrumental for me to be here with you. And God is the cause, but he, has, he is the instrumental. And uh, every one of you, I bring greetings all the way from uh, Tamil Nadu, India. And uh, I live with my family in Tamil Nadu for the last uh, couple of years. And um, my wife's name is Feba, and uh, the Lord has given me beautiful two kids on this earth. Until 2010, I was serving the Lord um, with uh, a seminary uh, in Cotium, IPC, Cotium Theological Seminary as a Bible teacher. The Lord... Uh, has gifted me with the gift of teaching and I was continue to uh, serve the Lord and preparing young people for the ministry and that was the burden that the Lord has given me but in 2010 the Lord has put uh, yet another burden into my heart and a little bit of those stories I shared as I ministered from God's word yesterday and day for yesterday and for those of you who were not there, who missed the stories that I told and some of the little elements of those stories I will repeat, uh, but I can't repeat all because others will be boring. Others who have already heard will be bored. So, the Lord gave me an awareness and a burden for the people, uh, for the deaf and dumb people in India and I prayed uh, to the Lord about it and I felt the leading of the Lord to go and uh, help those people especially in the process of translating Bible for the deaf people in sign language. Until then I did not know sign language. Then I committed my life to go and work with them and I lived with them for a couple of years. I picked up their language, at least uh, two or three sign languages. Um, One is an African sign language, another one was an Indian sign language, and and I can communicate even in American sign language a little bit. As I said yesterday, not very good flow, then the American people might say that I am not anointed. Okay. No worry I'm just I just made a fun there. okay uh, I continued to work with them for a couple of years and uh, 2014 I met with a road accident and uh, a vehicle came and hit on my right side and uh, my right leg was uh, crushed into pieces, my right hand was crushed into pieces and uh, I wore a helmet then, i fell down and the helmet was broken a small piece uh, from the helmet uh, fell into my right eye and my right eye sight was completely gone and uh, and I, I was there i was um, taken to my father in law's house and i was there during that time i spent time with the church that my father in law was ministry and also helped him in the ministries, during which time I picked up another language, which is Tamil. And really I wanted to sing a Tamil song, but throat is not very good. And, uh, you know, initially if I sang with a bad, infected throat, definitely you would not listen later. So, uh, then... I picked up Tamil language and I started ministering in that area. And the area where we live and minister to the people who speak Tamil is uh, our villages. And we focus the Tamil Nadu villages and we have uh, church ministries there. Um, We have uh, ministries among kids and youth and also we have a ministry among the lepers and um, I am also more involved right now um, training the village pastors. We have a couple of churches in the villages, uh, but those pastors are not uh, really trained and uh, equipped to be good pastors, very good pastors. And they have only taken trainings like one month training or uh, six month trainings, and uh, they were forced to be pastors because uh, they did not get uh, pastors who had good trainings in the seminaries and Bible colleges. So I, the Lord gave me a burden to pick those pastors with their whole hearted permission and uh, collect them and give them an ongoing training. Because we are rich in God's word because we have so many pastors, so many servants of God come and minister in our congregation from God's word and we get to understand God better through His word. But those pastors are not. They don't get more opportunity to go into uh, the deeper level understanding of God's word. So we need to give them very in-depth teaching from God's word so if they are empowered in God's way definitely they can go and empower their churches and that is one of the visions that the Lord has given me then I told you that until 2014 I was working with the deaf guys then after um, I met with the accident I could not do much for them but now, again I have uh, I have decided like going back and helping these uh, guys part-time in their churches in like 2017, uh, I went to several churches and uh, given them uh, given the um, teachings for the deaf pastors and the deaf believers in their congregations. And you can continue to pray. And I just want you to know that we have more than 10 million deaf uh, people in India, more than two lakhs uh, deaf people in uh, my state Kerala, and. Even if I am not able to do much, I can do little. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, you cannot form an ocean, but you can drop at least one drop of water. Hope you understand what I mean. If you have one bottle of water, if somebody is thirsty, even if you are not able to give the whole bottle, give at least one drop. Let him not die. Praise the Lord. So we want to do as much as possible for the Lord in our country. And reaching the deaf guys and also reaching the Tamil uh, people group uh, where we serve. And you can continue to pray for us and for the ministry. And if you would like to know more about it, you can talk to me after the service. Let us go uh, to God's word. Gospel of Mark, chapter 5. Verses from twenty-five to thirty-four. And a great crowd followed and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for twelve years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came about. Okay, isn't, can somebody read that? Came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Mm-hmm. For she said, if I touch even his garment, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried right up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Mm-hmm. And Jesus perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing that what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Okay. As right. Father, we thank you for your word, which is established in heaven. And as you have given your word to us, Lord, we ask you that you will help us to reflect upon your word. Help us to uh, listen to what you want, to, you want us to listen from you. Lord, help us to understand your direction. Help us to understand your word and so that we can apply your word into our lives so that we will have a life which is pleasing to you. We thank you Lord for listening us. Jesus' precious name we pray. Our Lord Jesus Christ, while he was on this earth, he did so many miracles. Jesus was not merely a miracle worker. He was the very God of very God. He was God embodied in flesh. Incarnation, coming into flesh. That's the two Latin words. When coming into flesh, incarnate, Carne means flesh, incarnation, he saw God coming into flesh. So while Jesus Christ was his, on this earth, he performed so many miracles. So he did not perform all this miracle in order to show that he was powerful, powerful enough to show miracle. He was not a magician. Magicians, show certain things, but he was not a magician, but he was a God, he was the very God of very God, and he performed miracles in order to teach certain lessons to the people who thronged around him, who came around him, who crowded around him. So this miracle also, so we we have already read a miracle that Jesus performed here. Jesus was healing a woman who had discharge of blood for 12 years. So, this healing that Jesus did, the miracle that Jesus did, had a great, significant message for the people who lived in his time, in Jesus' time, also for the people who are living in this century. Praise the Lord! So as you read the Bible and read the miracles of Jesus Christ, don't just read and enjoy and thank God. You need to understand the message, the miracle is trying to convey to us. If we are not able to pick up the message and uh, walk by the message that the Bible wants to give us, the miracles of Jesus Christ wants to give us, we are missing the whole element. So I would like to uh, talk with you three important messages that the miracle that Jesus performed here. As Jesus healed woman who had issue of blood for twelve years, Jesus wanted to convey three messages to the people who lived in his time. At the same time, he wants to convey the same messages to the people who are seated right here. Woman did not have a name, but she is introduced as a woman who had discharged for 12 years. So what, what was her condition? Number one, she was religiously unholy. When we read Leviticus chapter 15, we understand that ceremonial laws were given to the Israelites. Said, and in the ceremonial law, it is said that if a woman has issue of blood, maybe for seven days, or then she is considered to be unholy during that period. And if she has an extended period of issue of blood during that period, whether it is 20 days or 30 days or one year or two years, she is considered to be unholy. And if a person touches her, he will become unholy. If she comes and sits on a chair, the chair is considered to be unclean, unholy. If uh, a person sits on the chair on which she was seated, the person will become unholy. So ceremonially, if you can go and you can go uh, to the, to your own houses and open uh, Leviticus chapter 15, and you you can read. I don't want uh, you to, uh, we to read the whole portion there. But she was ceremonially considered to be unclean. You understand? So when she was because she was considered to be unclean ceremonially, nobody would come to her because. If someone comes to her and accidentally, if she touches him or her, normally she would become the person would become unclean. So I told you number one, she was considered to be religiously unclean, unholy. That was the condition in which she was living for 12 years. And number two, she was short socially outcast. Because wherever people come together to socialize, she did not want to come in. Or people did not want want her to come in. Because if she is in that group of people, somewhere without her knowledge or without she knowing other people that she was, she was a woman with an issue of blood definitely knowingly unknowingly there was a possibility for people to touch her so she herself kept her, she kept herself away from the community because she may have thought that i don't want to go to the society uh, so that so the society would be contaminated society would be would be made unclean because of my uncleanness. So she was always out of the socially outcast. She was kept away from the society. She did not have much union with the society. That was the kind of woman she was. Let me ask you, if you are kept away from the society for one month, how do you feel? Can you sit in a home for uh, one month? Not just going out and talking to the people, always talking over the phone. No, you want to go and shake hand with the people and when you go and shake hand and somebody says, don't come here to me, how do you feel? And we need to understand and keep ourselves into her shoes and try to understand the kind of condition that she was in. She was always kept outside of the society. She did not have any privilege to come into the society and take part of the social things. Social gatherings, that was the kind of woman she was. And other conditions that she was in was, she was broken. She was broken. She was despised. And she had a feeling of shame on her always. Lord, I did not do any mistake, but it it happened that I became a woman who has the issue of blood. And she was an Israelite. She may have prayed to the Lord for several days, but there was no healing. And the Bible says she went after many doctors, she went to many hospitals and she, did, she was not made well. And she did all that she could in order to receive healing from the sickness that she was afflicted with, but she was not made well. That was the condition in which she was. I told, number one, she was religiously unclean. Number two, she was socially outcast. Number three, she was a broken woman. And three things did not help her. In spite of all these difficulties that she was in, she was a persistent woman. How do we know? She went to many doctors. You know, verse uh, uh, 26 says, who had suffered much under many physicians. She went after many physicians. What for? To just receive healing. She went to few doctors and then she did not stop. She went after many doctors, maybe well-known, experienced doctors of his, her time. Maybe she went to a doctor, and uh, went for treatment, maybe a couple of months, and she was not able to receive healing, then she may have consulted with other people and inquired about a better doctor. I went to that doctor. And wh- from that doctor to another doctor, and she was moving from one doctor to another doctor with one single goal that, even if I go after many doctors, it doesn't matter. My ultimate goal is this, that I want to get healed. But she was not healed. So three things that did not help her was, number one, time did not help her. Twelve years she was waiting. Every day when she goes to the hospital to meet the doctor, she may have thought in her, her heart that today may be my day of deliverance. Yesterday and the day before yesterday and last month, I went to many doctors and they could not help me. But I am going to another doctor today. Maybe today, he can help me. And she waited for 12 years. 12 years is a, a long period of time in the life of a man, life of a person. But she went and we waited and waited and waited 12 years. And the time that she waited only brought disappointment and discouragement in her life. Time did not bring her a solution for the problem that she was in. Number two, money did not bring a solution for the problem that she was in. She waited. Number two, she spent all that she had. That's all the Bible says. Maybe the money. She had a house, I think, it's not there in the Bible, I'm mean just imagining. When the money was o- over, she took all the dollars from the bank, it was over. But still she was not healed. She wanted healing. Maybe the house that she had, she, sell, she sold off. Maybe the car and everything that she had on this earth, she sold off. Because she wanted to receive healing. She wanted to may. she wanted to, be made well. She has made a decision that somehow I wanted to get it to be all right. People who call me unclean, before them I want to stand and declare that I am holy. People who keep me away from the society, I want to go into the society and declare that I am no more an outcast. But money did not bring solution for, for the problem that she was in. My dear brothers and sisters, in our lives too, sometimes the same instant can happen. We may spend all the money that we have, we may go, uh, go and spend all that we have, but still we may not receive the solution that we are waiting for. It can happen in our lives too. We may wait for so many years, for so many months or days, but still we may not see a solution for the trouble that we are in. And that is the kind of woman she was. And number three, I told number one, time did not bring her solution. Time did not help her. Number two, money did not help her. Number three, the experiences on the skill and the skills of the doctors did not help her. She went Two experienced doctors, very skilled doctors, but the skills and the experiences of the doctors finally said, We did all that we could, now we have nothing to do on you anymore. At this point of time, when these three things did not help her, time did not help, money did not help, the experiences and the Skills of the doctors did not help. It was then she heard about Jesus. And the Bible says, verse 27, she heard, she heard about the reports about Jesus and came up behind him with one with a faith that if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. She heard about Jesus. That was the beginning of transformation in her life. These 12 years she was doing all that she could to receive healing. She tried her best, went after doctors. Her money was spent for these reasons to be healed, but she was not. Waited for for 12 years, but time did not help. That is when she heard about Jesus. That here comes a man. His name is Jesus. He is going about the villages and healing so many people. If he can heal so many people, he, if he can heal the uh, Gentiles, he can even heal me because I am an Israelite. When she heard about the reports of Jesus, the healing miraculous works that Jesus was doing, she believed. What was her faith? Even if I go and touch his garment. I will be made well. And she went after Jesus. You know why she decided to go and touch the garment of Jesus? Because the ceremonial law says that she should not go and touch anybody. If she goes and touches anyone, the individual would become what? Unholy, unclean. Then she decided, she was a very, very wonderful woman who did not want to give trouble to anyone. That's why she decided, I will go and touch the garment of Jesus, even him knowing me and coming touch. Praise the Lord. And she went behind him and touched the garment of Jesus and she was completely made well immediately. Isn't Twelve years, she was not made well, she was not healed, but as soon as she went and touched the garment of Jesus, she was made well. And three important lessons that we can derive from here is, Number one, God can solve any issue provided you come to Him by faith. No matter your problem is very big, no matter even if your problem is too huge and you cannot solve, the world says that it is unsolvable. But if you come to Jesus by faith, your faith can make a solution, bring a solution in your life. This woman went went to the presence of Jesus by faith. That's why the last verse, verse 34, says that, And Jesus said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Your money did not make, make you well. You, the time that she was, you are make, you were waiting, did not bring you healing. The skills and the experiences of the doctors did not make you well, but your faith has made you well. My dear brothers and sisters, maybe the time may disappoint you, the money that you have may disappoint you. And uh, the skills of the world may disappoint you. The experiences of the people may disappoint you. But ultimately, you come to God and say that God, I trust you, and I believe that you can make you well. You can make me well, and you can bring a solution to the problem that I, wa- I am going through. Definitely, if you come to Him by faith, you will be made well. That was if that was the experiences. If that was the experience of that woman. And that can be the experience of you and me today. You come to Jesus by faith, and if you come to him by faith, definitely your problem can be solved. Your issue can be solved, and no issue is greater than God. Praise the Lord! And sometimes we look at the issue and say that this issue, this problem is too huge before me. It is like a mountain. No! If you come with that great mountain before God, God is higher than the mountain of issue that you are facing today. You come to him by faith. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And that is the first lesson that we can derive from this uh, miracle. Number two, God is a limitless God. Our God is limitless. You see, she was waiting for twelve years. She had the discharge of blood for 12 years and she was not able to get healed by any means of the worldly help. But when she came to Jesus, Jesus intervened into her her situation. The world said, the doctor said, we have done everything that we could. And they made a boundary. You understand what I say? They made a limitation. Beyond these, we are not able to help you. Their money also made a limitation in her life. You know, you spent all that you had, but you did not bring any healing. But here, Jesus, the very God of very God, is doing a miracle in her life, going beyond the limitations of the world. The law lo- the world has set a limitation. I mean, the doctors have set the limitation, the medical science has set a limitation, we can't do any further. Even if you go to the best doctors of this world, they would say the same thing. But if you come to Jesus, he is the doctor of all doctors. He is the physician of all physicians. And he is a limitless God. And he can go to the decayed situation. And he can bring I mean, life back from that decayed situation. Praise the Lord. How many of you believe? Maybe your problem may be too old. And you think that no, 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 no. This is the end. I will go with this problem. And I am sick and this sickness will only take me to heaven. But if you come to Him, if you come to God and you have a solver—I mean problem solver and you, you have a God who has no boundaries and He can go into any difficult situation that you are going through and He can bring about a solution. He is a limitless God. Hallelujah. The world has limitation. The experiences of the people have limitations. They can say, we have repaired several times, but we cannot do any further. this is this is this is what we can do, but God will intervene into such situations and say that if the world has rejected you, if people have rejected you and people have said that, this soul and you have to bear with this pain for the rest of your life and Jesus will say you come to me by faith I am a limitless God I can can go beyond the boundaries of the world I can go beyond the limits of the world because I am a limitless God how many of you believe praise the Lord hallelujah you may be worried in your situation of life you may be thinking that I'm a bruised reed in my in in my life. I'm a bruised reed. Who wants me? Nobody is going to respect me anymore. I'm bruised in the society, bruised in the family. I am a broken person, and nobody minds me. Nobody gives me a seat. But I tell you, the world will throw a bruised reed seed. I mean, bruised reed, because world world cannot work on a bruised reed but the bible says god does not reject god does not throw away a bruised reed and he will take the bruised reed and he will make i mean he will repair on it if you are bruised and if you think that i mean the problem that you are going is unsolvable come to god he is limitless if the world has said that it is, it is not possible, and God says it is possible if you come to me. He is limitless God. Praise the Lord. In two thousand ten, I told you that I met with the accident and uh, surgeries were done on my right, my right leg, and I was there in the hospital for a couple of days. Then I had to go through physiotherapy. And even after all the physiotherapies were done, I had I had I, I was crippling. I was laming. Now when you look at me, I'm not crippling. I'm okay walking. But the doctors told me that you will, because your right, right leg had, several surgeries. Definitely you will have this limbing. But there was a 21 days fasting and prayer. And we prayed and many of my church believers came together and they did not eat and they were fasting and praying for me. And they believed and we believed together that if Jesus could raise up the lame man Through Peter and John, in Acts chapter 3, you could also give me power and strength to walk straight without limping. As I stand before you, you need to just see me walking after the church. There's no limping. The world and the doctors of this world made limitation. And they said that because so many surgeries were done, you will have this limping for the rest of your life. And when this problem was not solvable for them, when we as a church and as a a family, when we came to the presence of the Lord in fasting and prayer, seeking His grace, He made my right leg to be completely healed. And if you believe in this morning time, no problem is higher than I mean God, and He is able to bring a solution in your life. And if you think that it is unsolvable problem, no, it is not unsolvable. It, God can solve any problem. And God can bring restoration to any situation in your life. One more testimony I will share and I will wind up here. My right eye sight was completely gone. Completely gone. And for six months, medication was done on my eye. Lens was lost. Then my uh, right eye cornea was completely damaged. And in the Aravindya Hospital, Tamil Nadu medication and the treatment was going on. After six months, doctors told one thing. That your eye is not improving. Your eye is very weak. It's not becoming healthy so we can do anything more. You have your left eye okay, and you thank God that you did not lose two of your eyes. And you will have to remain with just one eye, because when I closed the left eye, the right eye sight was not there. It was only completely dark. And the doctors closed my file and said that you only need to come back after one year. And during the fasting prayer for 21 days, there came a miracle. And he told me one thing that if your cornea is completely okay, we will do another surgery and plant a lens into your eye and thereby you will get your eyesight completely back. Because your cornea is not improving, we can't do anything now. You come only after one year. Now he told me to come after one year because he knew and his medical science knew for sure that it was not going to be made well. He made the boundary. Medical science made the boundary. But in the fasting prayer, and there was on 13th day, as I was listening uh, songs from my mobile, through the earphone, there came a song. It was like this. I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord, your healer. I can send forth my word and heal your disease. At that night i believed i believed i believed that god was able to heal me and give a restoration to my eye my eyesight would be restored and i believed prayed and slept that night the next day morning i wanted to check i i closed my left eye i went towards the sun and I was able to see a little bit of light in my right eye. Until then, my right eye was completely dark and there was no entry for the light because cornea was completely damaged. And I was able to see the light in the next morning. And I was able to see the movement of the leaves on the tree. I called my wife and said what happened. And we went back to the doctor after the fasting and prayer, 21 days, we went back to the doctor and Dr. Manjanath reluctantly asked me to come in and lay down. I told doctor, please, just you can kindly scan my eye and see if there is any improvement. I did not tell him that I was able to see a little bit of light. And reluctantly, he was scanning on my eye and as he was scanning on my eye, scanning my eye and uh, he just asked me, you get up. You get up. I thought what this man was uh, doing. He said, Your cornea is really improving. Your cornea is really improving. And he, to- he asked me, can you see light little bit? I did not tell him because I wanted to. This man only closed my file and told me, come after one year and he did not know my god who is limitless and i told him we were praying to our god jesus for 21 days i told him he made this change and he is the one who is improving my eyesight and he told me just wait for couple of couple more days and we will take you to the operation theater and we will you you will undergo a surgery and thereby we will plant a lens into your eye. Medical science will say, this is all we can do. The world will say, we can't do any further. But if you come to Him by faith and He is able to do more miracle in your life,